What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, guys? Shenanigans is back. We had a short little break last week, but thankfully... We have found a new home in West Hollywood, actually not that far from Sir, at Action Park Media. And my special guest is the amazing owner of this beautiful studio, Mr. Kevin Connolly. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. We go way back. We've we, known each other for a long time. Do we have a year on so that? So long. I think it was 07. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Are we, am I aging us? We're aging us. We are. We are. <laughs> wow, so, yeah, that sounds about right. I think the last time I saw you, though, we were at Rockin' Riley's doing karaoke, karaoke. singing Grease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably, yeah, that makes sense. That's my <laughs> go-to when I've had a couple drinks. That doesn't you say. can't go wrong with Grease. Like, nobody's going to be offended by it. Keeps everybody involved. Right. It's, it's a crowd favorite. It's a crowd pleaser. My pet peeve is when I'm having a great night at a karaoke bar and someone comes on and does like a Lana Del Rey song. Or something that just is not going to help the vibe. You know, of it's the place. just like you got to like please Keep the it crowd. Going. Keep it going. Yeah. I agree. So, do you just like go to a karaoke night and you're like, what girl wants to sing Grease with me? I always have that one in my back pocket, <laughs> but um, I, you know, I have a, I have a few go-tos. Yeah. A few rap. I, I like, I'm a rap guy, so I like to rap, but yeah, Grease, Grease, you can never go wrong because I'm the same way. If somebody gets on and starts singing a song that A, nobody in the bar has heard and B, it's like, come on, like we were grooving a second ago, yeah. you know, and now it's, now it's, uh, now everybody's falling asleep. You got to yeah. keep the vibe going to karaoke. I, I agree. Big fan of the karaoke hog. Oh, okay. Somebody that's like constantly singing the songs. That's Tom I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. <laughs> I don't remember you singing that night, though. Um. So here's the thing. Because I'm on a reality show where they have highlighted this, I'm saying in quotations, career of music of mine that I like right. want to be this pop star. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's just, it's a fun hobby. I like to do it on the side. I by no means have the best singing voice. Right. I do not consider myself a singer. I think of myself as more of a performer. I can right. get on a bar at any moment, anywhere, and dance and entertain. But, but you're having fun. Yeah. And you're allowed to have fun. Exactly. Don't let anybody tell you you can't have no, fun. No, I'm like, I'm not taking this seriously, so I don't know why all of the people who watch Vanderpump Rules are, and they're just like, I just put are out- Are they hating on you oh for my like, God. thinking you take yourself so, too seriously? Get basically? this. Yeah. So I just did my first music video last summer, but the episode just aired a couple weeks ago. So I waited like eight months to put the video out, so it coincided with the episode airing, and I was just having fun with it. I was at the most single- point in my life. Right. It's a song called One More Time. It's literally about having sex with someone one last time. Like the breakup and then moving sex. On. The breakup sex. Last round. So like obviously the video is going to be sexy but then we got a really dope studio downtown LA. I had dancers. We had a little choreography, some splits. Like it was a hot video. Right. Everything since I started a YouTube a few months ago, I would say, no joke, 98% positive, which is shocking because- That's a lot. 
Instagram, <laughs> right. Twitter, like anything else is so negative. And YouTube, it's Twitter just Twitter is a cesspool. Oh my God. It's, I mean, Instagram is a cesspool, but Twitter is like next yeah, level. Yeah, it's so yeah. bad. But when I started my YouTube, I was overwhelmed with the amount of positivity I was getting in the comments. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is going to be like my new thing. Because also the way, I'm sure you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, right? You know what's funny? I actually, because that kind of grew into a thing. But I first tuned in because we were friends. Oh, So I actually tuned in to see you. Okay, so um, in the more recent seasons, I'm this one-dimensional, desperate, boy-crazy, cringy person. Question, and I know this is kind of obvious, but it's heavily written. It's right. not It's not scripted. Not scripted, but I mean like, Heavily hey, produced, this is what you're going to do. This, this is your kind of character. No, no, but it ends up looking that way it, right. when you see the final product. Right. They create it so it sort of happens that way. Literally. Right. I mean, it's like the right interview bite with the right music at it's the right time. It's amazing what they can do with editing, right? It's, it's crazy. I, I swear I stand by this. Our editors deserve an Emmy. I don't right. know if that's like not a category, but they Yeah, I mean, also incredible. too, to file through all hours and hours and hours of footage and go boom, boom, boom. These yeah. are the clips that we're going to use. Yeah, that's how... By the way, it's very tedious. Yeah. And to really make it work the way they've made it work over there, somebody's doing something right. Totally. But then sometimes I'm like, who thought that was a good idea? There was like 20 other things. Stupid question, and I can ask this because I get this a lot with Entourage. Do you get along with everybody? So currently I do, which is odd because... It's very rare that we all get along. And I mean, there's still quite a few people who are on the outs with each other. But for myself, I'm in a good place with everyone. The new people, the OGs, my bosses. So uh, I feel like I'm in a really good position. However, it's somehow I still look like the most unlikable, desperate person. But you're fine because it is kind of a character, right? I mean I've I've learned to embrace it. Right. I have about five hundred beanies on their way and it's taken forever because everything with COVID. But I'm like, well now it's summer and I'm selling beanies. Not the best time. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to embrace this boy crazy character that is now me. And I got beanies made that say boy crazy. And right. I'm like, I'm just going to embrace it and why not market on it? Also too, I think that with I think the the audience they're okay like they it's almost I don't want to make a, a bad comparison and say <laughs> it's like wrestling but it's they're watching the show and then somewhere in the back of their heads they know that it's a little bit yeah. predetermined or what have you right and that's the thing I, I think, don't think they're gonna judge you overall in the big picture based on like what your character is right on the show. I would hope not no I've gotten so much love this year because everyone's just like come on like we watch her YouTube we listen to her podcast like we know there's so much more to Sheena right. than what you're showing but I'm glad that the audience is finally catching on but it's like you know this is what I signed up for I signed yeah. up to do a show where I have zero control over how I look would you have ever in a million years thought that that show would become what it became? Because it took a second to get cracking, right? Not really. I mean, after the first season, like, it was flying. we were on The View the first season right. of our show. Like, That's episode That's a scary four. place to be. That's a scary it was place just, to be. I remember, like, that was the first, well, when I was 18, there was just a quick story, a lawsuit with me and Hooters. Back in the day, they That's had- That's another podcast. Yes, <laughs> but Gloria Allred was my attorney, oh, and wow. I was like the face of this class action lawsuit. Against Hooters. Yes, nice. against Hooters. Nice. And Surprised I- Surprised there haven't been a few more of those, <laughs> know, really, right? when you think about it. Yeah. There was like 120 of us involved right. in this oh, lawsuit. Wow. It was crazy. Gloria Allred all over that. Oh, yeah, all over it. But I ended up becoming the face of this. So right. I went out to New York. I did like the CBS early show, Donnie Deutsch, like all of these things. Maury Povich, like who would have thought it would be Deutsch. on that? Deutsch, too. I was Donnie Deutsch. And cool, then man. what's so cool is I ended up on Watch What Happens Live with Donnie Deutsch a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, and he remembered it. That's, it was a, just like, that's a wild show. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, I, we were doing something. I want to say we were like promoting the Entourage movie and we did. We were just doing so much press. I got more phone calls and more 
we did a watch what happens live. I, I didn't realize how huge that show was. Oh yeah, my phone was blowing up like never before. Uh huh. For a whatever ten minute interview, it's I'm huge. watching. I was like, yeah, Andy Cohen's a beast. Yeah, totally. So I had done some big press when I was like eighteen and in college, but it's different when you're representing yourself in the television show you're on and being right. on the View. And I remember like throwing up they're, right they're, before they're, that. They're tough. That's oh a yeah. Tough, you know. Yeah, we did it. At, guy, it's tough. It's really tough for guys. Yeah, it can be tough for guys to get on there as well. I can but, imagine. Yeah, you know, but that's a big deal. Yeah, all of a sudden. You're on that stage. That's a big sound stage with lots of people. Huge yeah, it's live audience, yeah. like all of that. And I mean, now and it's live, 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 literally. Right. But like now, it's like second nature. Like I love doing interviews, live TV. I want to host a show that's like live TV one day. I love that. But so it's like at the time, we never thought, but always hoped that it would become what it is now. Right. It's just it's insane because I mean we're going on nine years this year. And also, too, you guys were kind of on the forefront. I mean, yeah, like, you know, the housewives, but you guys are part of that first early wave. Yeah. And it just the the popularity and the... I, I also, too, I think happening at the same time is like the social media boom. Mm-hmm. It's lightning I, in a bottle. I, I really, remember when I hit know? 10K on Instagram, I was that like, was like a big deal. So how, what do you have? Like, what do you have? Do you have a, how many followers? Um, I've been at stagnant at 1.1 million for it's a funny. couple years now. When you hit that one number and it just locks, <laughs> it right? It just does right? not There's nothing go you're going to do, right, right? Everyone else is going up and I'm just stuck, but... That's and okay. that's important, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, so for, for brand guys. deals. Right. And I mean, when you have a bunch of, you know, pretty girls with similar interests on the same show, you're not going to have three of us represent your brand. You're going to pick one. Correct. And I'm not the one they pick anymore. So it's been quite humbling. I'll say that. Being the person, like, my whole life who was kind of always, like, the leader, the favorite, right. teacher's pet. Were you a teacher's pet in school? Is that what it was? Oh, Where yeah. are you from again? Uh, just outside of L.A., okay. um, Azusa. And then I went to high school in La Puente. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Bishop Amont. Shout out. Nice. Good times. So, let's talk about you. Yeah. How has quarantine been? I mean... You know, it's been, it's been uh, like for everybody, I think it's, it's been, it's been a strange thing. And I, you know, I don't want to get into like a big dark discussion, but like one of the things right from the jump that always I was on my radar was like mental health issues for yeah. people. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm fortunate enough where I've, I've, I have a girlfriend and I've been quarantined with her. So I haven't been, you know, that kind of lonely, but I know some people people that I worry about yeah. because they're just, I think about them, like, what are they doing? And a, a friend of mine was like, yeah, am I allowed to go out? I'm like, yeah, you, you can walk <laughs> outside. You should take a walk around the block. Get some yeah. air. Just stay away from people, you know? So they're the people that you worry about. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been wild. And, you know, one of the things I always tell people, and this is such an epic thing. Yeah. You're going to tell your grandkids, I was there. Yeah. I was there. This, You know what I mean? This is... Totally. This is like 9-11. Hopefully this is a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's got to be... Well, it wouldn't be good. I mean, yeah. we're the country's in a place that it's never been before, and it's... One day, it'll be over, yeah. and we'll get past it, but you will say, fuck, man... 2020 like you I know mean, it's, it's funny it's got a good ring to it too it's right? gonna be like 2020 is like something in the stars like it's just a two round of a number yeah Odd. did you see there were some articles that came out i think one of the kardashians posted about it but about like some psychics who had predicted that there would be like a plague that would come around 2020 and like go across the world there were things right. that well, i it's think been out there a little bit right yeah I mean, I think you could almost correlate that with anything, right? Yeah, but I mean, so specifically around 2020, and this came out in like the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But here's my point. It's a good round number. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, good point. If somebody would have said, hey, in 2011, you would go, but 2020 is like a, you know, it's the the start of a new decade. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would say it's on par with 9-11. Different, obviously, because- And you were young, obviously, when 9-11 happened. But I was when in 9- high school, senior right, year. But you remember, so that was a big yeah. deal. But when, when 9-11 happened, we were immediately started healing mm-hmm. together. This is like nobody knows what to do. Like no. even as we sit here today, I don't know what I'm – I mean, I look, I wear a mask. When I go outside, I put a mask on. Mm-hmm. 
Same. And, you know, what else am I supposed to do? There's there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going anywhere because there's nowhere to go. Right. So I think people are now caught in this thing of nobody really knows what to do. No. What do you do? Are you allowed out? Are the beaches open? Are they not? Can you hike? Is Runyon Canyon open? I know that certain parks are starting to, to open, open up. up right. I don't know if Runyon specifically, because I'm technically, I'm like out in Riverside County right now. Right. We're quarantined in Palm Springs. So we just went that's golfing. A great, that's a great quarantine. Oh my place. God, it's perfect. I live on a golf course. It's nice and hot out there. Yeah. yeah. I know. I like come to LA today and I was like, ooh, it's a little chilly. Chilly, <laughs> chilly in the air. It's a nippy 85 yeah. degrees outside. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's it's been nice golf course. I went golfing right. and whatnot. But How's your golf game? I actually just drive the golf cart and oh, watch do. my boyfriend right. golf. You drink beer and, and you I drive vlog. the golf cart. Right, yeah, right, right, right. I was like, you I Instagram and you watch him exactly. golf. You root him on. Yeah, so That's great. that vlog will be out this week. All right. <laughs> Me in the golf cart, him on the course. You should pick it up though. <laughs> yeah, you. I feel like you'd be good. At, I'm. I'm. You're great good at what you do at miniature golf. Well, that's this is a very. I know, game. but I think you just have, by a drive standpoint. Yeah. I feel like you could probably pick it up. Yeah. I'll say, though, I've been to the beach twice, once in San Diego, and then last week. During quarantine? During quarantine. Yeah, San Diego, like, two and a half weeks ago, and then I was in Venice, because I live in Marina del Rey, and had to come back for a day, and they still, uh, the bioluminescence was still going on. I went and saw it. It's pretty awesome, right? So cool. Yeah. But it, you would have thought it was a Saturday night in Venice. I know like, that, that was a little disturbing. There's everybody. There was a, there was there hundreds, were hundreds of hundreds of people on the beach, and also using flash photography. Yeah, and, and my girlfriend's like, you can't go around and lecture every person. I know because I'm like, yo. Your flash is ruining the yeah. bioluminescent. Turn your flash it, off. And like, it's not going to show up better in your picture with the flash. It's not going to show up in your picture with the flash. No. And you're ruining it for everybody yeah. else. But so many people are doing it. But that was the first time. Because when was that? A couple, was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Me and my girl went out to the beach one night, and and the first thing we both looked at each other like, "Holy shit, it's fucking crowded." Yeah, I mean that's People how it is when walking around. Yeah, when I go out in Venice on a Saturday night, that's exactly how it is. I like looked. I'm like, "Is the whaler open right now?" Because there's right. a lot of people out right. here, and, and you're like, "Wait a second, be. I thought we're quarantined. We're like out there with our masks, and like people are walking Children, around like it's Fourth of July. Strollers, Kids. like yeah, the whole nine yards is bizarre. Crazy because that's what and that's why people don't know what's what. There's so much. Are we allowed out or not? I don't know. Yeah. Simple question. It's it's confusing because like, right. and then in different counties and then there's different rules. And I mean, I drove to LA today because my Botox doctor opened back up and so I was funny. like, if I hear another, yeah. if I hear another girl say that, they're so excited. Forget the restaurants, forget everything. As long as they, you're allowed to go I, get, you know. I mean, the restaurants that is something that, I mean, definitely for what I do for a living. I mean, I miss it. And I also just miss going out and being social, but. It's nice to go and sit down and order your food. Yeah. Or a glass of wine. It really is. Guy brings the food over. I don't think anyone's going to complain about bad service or their food taking so long once we're able to go. That sense of normalcy. So I own a a sports bar. Have you ever been to Goal? Goal. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that too. Well, we're in a tough spot because when does that happen? Right. Right? I mean, you know, when when are they going to start opening? Are they, we August? You know, uh, it's crazy. That's what I'm hearing. I, at first I heard mid-July, now they're saying end of August. Like, all right, so for your place, sir, Yeah. right, they're talking about... They're saying end of August. That they, they can't open till August, and yeah. even in August, they're going to have to open at 25%. Probably. Whatever, which they won't do because it's not financially beneficial. A place like that has yeah. got too big an overhead to only operate at 25% is my guess. I don't know. I mean, if they're just operating every day as if it's like a Monday, I think. Why is Monday a big? Is no, my, like Monday's like a slow day oh, where they usually day. have the lounge closed. Gotcha. They only have like one room right. open. So you got to only have certain amount of people in the place. Yeah. And I mean, I'm assuming we're picked up for a ninth season and, you know, a big part of our show is filmed in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that, yeah. When yeah. it's like, when are we going to go back to filming if the restaurant's right. not open? But it's like, if it is, safer to be around people if everyone you know gets tested then maybe we can start filming sooner maybe the crews are smaller we only film two-person scenes i have no idea what the future is the the, the future of hollywood in general yeah you know i mean if you think about you know even like when i think about like entourage you know we would have so many extras we would pack into a club (laughs) right we would pack into a club and there'd be like they would Bus people, you, you can't yeah. do that. Like, what, how are you going to make places look crowded? I mean, it's it's going to be strange. Yeah, it's going to be a version of what you're talking about. Yeah, less people. They're going to have to get creative, which mm-hmm. it sounds like they're good at. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So yeah. are you guys doing like to-go food or drinks at goal right now? See, here, here's the thing. I guess theoretically we could do to-go food, mm-hmm. but uh, truthfully, we're a bar. Right. You know, we we have food. We, 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 we actually have good bar food. But, you know, if you can't serve drinks and also, too, people want to come in and sit. Yeah. Is it true that at Pink Taco you can get like a to-go yeah, you can get to go cocktails. Well, you well, can get like a pitcher of margaritas. It's and just stuff. hilarious. Like, oh, by the way, let me jump. Now I'm going to jump in the car. Yeah. with a with a margarita. I know, right? Now you're like handing drivers. I don't know. Which I would also think is more expensive than just making them yourself at home. Right. But what I love is like the but golf- people want that feeling. Yeah. Of, I want to go get a drink. Let's and go that's get a what, drink. like, right. at the golf course where I live, it has like a country club attached to it. Now so they're, they're open. Doing- the golf course. The golf course is now open. Yeah, right. But they weren't for a second. No, no. I would hop the fence sometimes and we would just go and like hit some balls just for fun. <laughs> so you do hit balls. You're just not ready I'm to just, commit to a game yet. Right. Like I Do am, you have clubs? I have clubs. You do. Okay. But so you're I, holding back. You I have a set of clubs. I need to get some lessons. Well, listen, if you have a house on a golf course, yeah. what better? Oh, also, I wanted to, I knew there's I had one. How bummed were you when they called off Coachella? Oh, were you devastated? Kevin, you like have you and your no friends were devastated. Idea, because literally, I closed escrow on my house April thirtieth. You're like I was rager out at there. my house, like that was your thing. Yes. Coachella, right? I was out there for stagecoach. I went and signed all of the papers last year, and I was like, next April, it's on. Rager, my I house. I had a list. I had friends fighting over who was going to stay what in this bedroom. Room. Right, right, right. So right. I was like, I mean, it alleviated that anxiety, right? But the weekend of Coachella, I was like, you know what? I did not buy a house in the desert to not Coachella. So I mean, that's the whole look. It's always great to have a place in Palm Springs. Yeah, but it's a real added bonus. With, Absolutely, because you know now Coachella's two weeks. You got stagecoach. Yeah. It's like a month of stuff out there, and yeah. then it's great around the holidays. Yeah, you know so it's beautiful what, weather. What we decided to do is we got all dressed up in our Coachella outfits. We went to the polo field. Oh, we you, did a you photo did it. shoot. You said, you know what? We're, we're yep. having, they can't shut us down. I did down. a whole vlog. We set up Neon Carnival. We had a huge, like, blow-up uh, projector screen in my backyard with the Ferris wheel so on it. So it looked like you were actually oh, yeah. there. Wow. And so, I mean, it, was, it wasn't the same. Right. Obviously. But, <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, it's I fun. still, like, got to do my glitter and my all that fun Sparkles stuff. Sparkles and yes. all the crazy outfits. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, that was the, that, it's so weird, like, what in L.A. is important. Yeah. But I, strangely, I, I don't give a shit about, I, I go to Coachella and don't go. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of hang out at my buddy's houses, you know, or yeah. whatever. But I was like, wow, shit just got yeah, Real, and they they're saying it's pushed till October. Spoiler alert, it's not happening. Yeah, right, I mean, I think it, when they said that, I think they, they thought- They were hopeful. They were being, you know, optimistic, but yeah. it doesn't look like that's going to fly now. Or maybe one day we wake up and there's a vaccine. I know they're saying a year, but you got the smartest people on the planet Earth right. working together, which is not something that happens, yeah. to come up with, if it's quote-unquote humanly possible, we will have it yeah. as soon as humanly possible. And I feel like they're making steps where, you know, if it was a month or two months ago, if you even had symptoms, but you were young and healthy, they weren't testing people. Right. Two of my best friends are convinced they had it. They went to the doctor and they're like, you're young, you're healthy, you'll recover, you're fine. Like, we don't have enough tests for you. Right, we can't test you. It doesn't matter. Whereas now, you can get the antibody or the viral test wherever you are, which is a step in the right direction. So hopefully that can help too, just people knowing if they have the antibodies, knowing, you know, it's like the whole thing that worries me is when, and everyone hates when I say this word, asymptomatic has become like my word of spring. Asymptomatic. But like, how do you know? Like there's some people who don't show any symptoms. Yeah. I mean, listen, I have a friend that had no symptoms and he, well, I was too. I was very sick in January and I'm like, I was so sick. Maybe mm-hmm. that was it. I went and got tested. I had influenza A, but I had a buddy who was like, you know, I, I was feeling kind of shitty in February. He went and got tested uh-huh. and was positive. But by the time he got the results back, it was already it was gone. gone. It's done. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got it made. Now right. he's like in the clear, I guess, you know? So, so crazy. You know what else too is a funny thing? It's so weird when you think about it. So much craziness around Corona that during this crisis when everybody's worried about Coachella and all this kind of shit, the government admits that there's UFOs and nobody said a word. Wait, what? Have you noticed that? No. Yeah, they, they basically said, they released a couple of videos and said, yeah, we don't know what these are. They're UFOs. They're unidentified flying objects. Yeah. There it is. You're looking at it. And I think before that, 
we, that was all anybody would be talking about. And it, with the world is so upside down, it was like, oh, yeah, I kind of knew there was aliens anyway, you know, whatever it is. But, yeah, they slipped that one in there. You know, It's a great time to slip some bad news yeah. out there because people are so worried about a million other things. Seriously. Okay, enough corona talk. I want to go back to when we met. So it might have even been 2006. So I remember when I was in college, they had, I went to a private Christian university. So we didn't have fraternities or sororities, but there was this apartment complex that like all the hot guys lived in and would always go over there for parties. And I saw them watching this show. It was like all about LA and actors. And I was like, wait, that's going to be me when I graduate. (laughs) And I was like, what is this show? And he's like, it's Entourage. And I'm like, Wait, I've never heard of this. How many seasons are there? He's like, oh, there's two. I think it was like around the yeah, third that sounds, one. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah time-wise. And so I binged all of it. And then I moved to LA. I get with the modeling agency. I was with Warning Models back in the day. Right. And they were booking models to be extras on film and television sets. And Entourage was one of the first shows right. I got to work on. And I mean, I became- Do you remember what episode? episode like, where where were we? Were we at- uh, there's, there were several. So. I, th- I think I'm I'm thinking of the one, but tell me which one. Okay, so I was at the Queen Mary for the, Mary. the birthday oh, party. That was brutal. With the, the Victoria's Secret long, models. long, long, long night. Yeah. Like on the boat. Ugh. Yes. We did. Um, the Angels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alexandra, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Alexandra Brosia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. was a bunch of them. Um, I I remember filming at Earth Cafe. Earth Cafe. We were there. That was a, bu- a go-to. A bunch of times, yeah. There was like, I think, all of her peoples on Sunset. The The main one, though, that I was like a regular at was The Office. That was like in Culver City. That's right. The, yeah. Uh, the so the, the I agency was, office in yes. Culver City, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I was uh, the like front desk at Ari right. Gold's office. Right, right. Oh, yeah, there you go. I mean, I, I probably did at least like 10 different episodes. Really? I was around like all of the time, and I loved it because one of my friends was like the, uh, I don't even know what his job title was, but he was the one who like wrangled all of us together. Right. And I got like special treatment because I was one of the models. Right, right, and right. And so like I would get to like hang out with you guys on like lunch breaks, and then I became friends with most all of you. Right. And it was just like to first move to LA to get to be on a show that I was a fan of. Right. It was such a great experience. And I love that I've been able to keep in touch with you. Like Jerry and I still follow each other on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, we've just crossed paths like like every couple of years. Yeah. Just through some where like cross paths out of nowhere. And it's like, hey, what's yeah. going on? And even before Entourage, I loved a show called Unhappily Ever After. Have you really ever seen an episode of I Unhappily Ever After? I swear I watched every episode. That's hilarious. That bunny. This talking rabbit. Yeah. yeah the talking rabbit. Bobcat yes. Goldwaith, the talking rabbit. I was wow, obsessed that's, uh, with Nikki Cox. Like, yeah. I just thought she was so hot. She was. We lived together. We, really? we dated for like four that's years. Right. She I was like my first that. love, like my first heartbreak. I was like, you know, that first time you get your heart broken, you're like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to recover. I'm going to lay here and I'm going to bleed to death. So that was that breakup, Ugh. you know? But I really did. I watched all of wow. that show when it was on. I loved it. You know, in hindsight, too, it's pretty racy. I, I have them on, like, DVDs. They're, like, bootleg copies because uh-huh. it's not on Netflix. It's right. a tough show to find. But you watch I, you watch some of it, and it's it was kind of for kids, but it's sort of adult yeah. themed when you when I, yeah. when I look back at episodes I crazy. feel like I was probably too young to watch it but I right. did yeah I, I don't well I was too acting in it and was too young to understand what I was saying right. and then like years later I'm like Jesus yeah that's <laughs> one of those things there have been so many things that like I'll go back and watch and with like all those like sexual innuendos changes, and I was like oh right? my god I didn't get that right. I right. had no idea well it's funny too when you talk about karaoke and specifically Grease yeah uh, summer, what, summer loving yep. right uh huh when I first started karaokeing Summer Lovin' and I, you were looking at the words, right. it's a dirty song. That's so true. I'm trying to think. Um, there's, like, a, there's a few humdingers, yeah. like, uh, reference to, like, <laughs> I mean, definitely, like, reference to sex. Like, something about, uh, like, like, down super, in the sand. Yeah, them, and, like, in, like, like, moist pegs. Yeah. Something about, <laughs> there's a few humdingers in there. I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah, when you look up the lyrics to songs, like... When you're, like, looking at it for the first time and you're reading it, you're watching, you're like, holy shit, I can't believe all these years. I had no idea. It's like a PG movie, but they're really talking about, like, high school sex. I don't know. The whole thing is kind of, it's kind of crazy. But it's just changed so much. You wouldn't get away with that now. Yeah. So do you keep in touch with any of the guys from Entourage? 
Oh, yeah. All, all of them. them. You know, it's funny. Uh, Kevin Dillon uh-huh. and Doug Ellen, who was the creator and yeah. the showrunner, they're doing a podcast, which is like a deep dive oh, cool. into uh, Entourage. So they were here. They're coming in tomorrow. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I, everybody, but you know how it goes. Like, life gets in the way. Yeah. You know, Jerry just had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's funny. We're... Because he's in New York, so yeah. he's going to call in tomorrow. And it's like, it's just funny to be talking to Jerry about, like, scheduling around, like, feeding time. Yeah. You know, it's surreal. You That's know? crazy. Kevin Dillon lives in Malibu. Adrian lives in Brooklyn. It's, it's it just life gets in the way. Yeah. Like, if we were on the same room. It's a love fest. But right. it's just, you know, life catches up and you just are often doing, you, you know, you blink your eyes. And you're like, shit, I haven't seen so-and-so in two years or yeah. whatever it is. So When was the movie? What year did that? 2015. Okay. So, oh, wow. That's already five years ago. Yep. I still um, I watched it recently again. So. Okay, I mean, just um, I yes. pulled up the summer love lyrics. Lyrics. She swam by me. She got a cramp. He ran by me. Got my suit damp. <laughs> I mean, that's a dirty thing to say, right? It's so weird. Yeah, but it's like when you like as a kid, you wouldn't think like it was my just like suit oh, they went damp? swimming. Right. Like, I guess that's. Wet. I mean, I guess that's maybe. <laughs> by the way, maybe I'm just it's a very, my mind no, that's is a in very the clever way to write a dirty line it where feels they're like, dirty no, 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 me. we meant the ocean water got her wet. Right, I mean, I guess that's that's how they would justify yeah. it. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. That's a good enough example. <laughs> that's a good enough example. But yeah, so. Oh my god! Totally. Um, yeah. So no, we're we're you know we're in touch as as much as as you can be in touch, and you'll feel this too. Yeah. Eventually, you'll have a unique bond. Uh huh. For life, we experienced something mm-hmm. that only we could understand. Right. If that makes any sense, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, I get that because I mean, you totally. know, ten years from now, when Vanderpump Rules is an totally. honor, who knows if it's ever going to end? Might be stuck in this forever. <laughs> well, it's good. It's very uh, it's it's cost like, efficient television. Yeah, like there's a lot of people on reality TV who get it, but it's like our show, like just like the way it started out in a restaurant, and like right. I mean, no one else could ever understand that. And it's like it's as, lightning in a bottle. It was meant to be. It worked out. If you tried to plan it that way, it would never happen. Yeah. No. And so many shows have tried to recreate it. And it That's just, what I'm saying. It doesn't yeah, work right. because it's like it works because it's us it's lisa it's just it's it just, just it's was the right math yeah equation yeah for that, you know yeah the thing i loved about entourage so much is just how real it was like the celebrities who would go on and play themselves right. the clubs like ledoux and like all the places you guys would go to it's yeah. like you could come to la and actually go to the places that yeah. you go to yeah and you know we shot them whatever club was happening yeah right like if you know uh what was it pray it's now called nightingale oh my god and then right? in between but it that it was pray. area oh it was area yeah right. was it area uh-huh okay so it was pray and yeah. and that was was the club so and the writers are like young guys that live here it was just automatic like uh-huh. yeah we're shooting we're shooting at prey yeah you know? <laughs> but it's so funny these clubs things it's like prey area there was something else between nightingale right it was called there, it was else. i was trying to think right now i was like what was it because there was another and before one. prey it was i mean it's it was it's been uh, the, the funny thing about clubs in la is that it's the same 10 clubs yeah and they, then they, they just, just keep changing they names. They just fucking change the name. Like privilege they, they put is different... now Hyde, but in between <laughs> right. those, it was so many different things. Totally. They just, whatever, throw a new coat of paint on the wall and like yeah. put a new sign out front. It's pretty uh-huh. wild. Oh, those were the days. Remember Goa Thursdays? Yeah. And also, too, again, I'm so tired of sounding like an old man, but it's true. <laughs> in those days, there was no social media, right? No, there, there that's be, why it was so much more exclusive. Exactly. There'd be like one or two paparazzi guys that mm-hmm. were everywhere. That were really pretty cool. Yeah. Like, you could talk to them. Yeah. And be like, hey, a couple of drinks tonight. Maybe I'll make it up to you next time I see you. You could get into a negotiation with these guys. Right. Now, you got a thousand paparazzi in the club. I, I, I don't know how... It would be so hard uh-huh. um, for, uh, like, I think about all you guys. I mean, like, uh, you know, Justin Bieber, like, these young people yeah. that are thrust into this social media world, whether they like it or not. I mean, there is nowhere to go. No. You can't be in the bathroom. No, I'm glad that we're the age we are and got to experience, like, the last set of normalcy. None of that. None of because that. now, it's like, I mean, I remember being at Ledoux one night and walking into the bathroom and Britney Spears was in there. And right, it was like, right. And then I was, like, at Voyeur and, like, Johnny Depp was there. People, would, people were able to let their hair down. Now, you have to, if you're in one of those clubs and you're a person that could, you, you'll get... You gotta. Yeah. It used to be you got in the door, and once you were in, you're good. It was a deep exhale, you were good to go. And it's just not that way anymore. No. You know? I also, too, I have a theory. I don't even think people realize that they're doing it. I think that they just think that they're supposed to do it. Somebody walks in, uh-huh. up goes the phone, and yeah. 
yeah, it's kind of rude. Like, you know, the guys, the guy just walked in with his girlfriend or whatever right. it is. It's like, maybe you don't have to videotape them sitting in, the, in yeah. their seat, you know? So I think about some of the, like the Justin Bieber's and him and his wife, like they're just married couple, like trying to, I know. you know, like they, everywhere they go to have that, it's, it, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. And then when you're on a reality show, people think they actually know Well, you. that's the other thing too. Entourage had that vibe to yeah. it a little bit, uh, you know, guys putting you in a headlock, giving you a noogie because they feel like they know you. Yeah. And reality TV has got to be even even worse. Like, I, yeah, mean, I know uh, you, right, right? I know your first name. Yeah. I know everything about you. I know who you're dating. I know. Uh-huh. So they just take liberties. I get liberties. advice and opinions that I didn't ask for. Advice. It's like, <laughs> You know what you should do. I got to tell you. This, yeah, I know. I'm it's, like, it's we filmed wild. that eight months ago. Like, it's it's just, but I, if we don't have those fans, we don't have a show. I don't have a job. Like, I appreciate to- absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I mean, Pre-COVID right. was not a germaphobe. I will hug anyone, right. take a picture, kiss on the cheek, like whatever. Now I'm like, when we're able to go back into, which I don't even think it's going to be normal is, again, right. whatever it is, but I'm like, am, am I going to be an asshole? Am I going to be like six feet away? Like, don't touch me. Like, I feel like I'm just going to go back to normal, but then it's like, can we? That's not safe. I, like, I think eventually it's going to take a minute. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm not an overly touchy. I could do without. I'm not just an overly touchy person, but yeah, when I see friends or somebody that I haven't seen, yeah, I like to give yeah, a hug to a buddy or, yeah, or shake somebody's hand or put your arm around, you know, it's like, I don't think that's going to happen right away, but yeah. eventually, you know, um, also too, the other funny thing is back, <laughs> by, by the way, you are there too. So yeah. if you got in trouble and by trouble, I mean, whatever it is, like worst case scenario, you ended up in Us Weekly. Yeah. That was like a bad or oh, page yeah. six. And then a week later it was gone. Uh-huh. Something else happened and a new issue came out and everybody saw it. And right. then it went into the bloggers where like the Perez Hiltons of the world were oh, very yeah. powerful. Uh-huh. Could make your career, you could hurt your career, you know? And now it's just all gone and just everybody's a critic. Everybody's a blogger. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it's pretty wild the way that people can spread information and or misinformation about you. wasn't like that. Us Weekly yeah. got the story, called your publicist and said, listen, we heard that Kevin was talking to so-and-so. Do you care to comment? Like, that was it. Yeah. And they wrote it or they didn't, whatever it was. Now, it's so different. It's the Wild West. It's like vastly different. Yeah. You know, one thing I just thought of that we have in common on our separate show. So part of the Entourage movie was filmed where we filmed and I had my wedding. So it, it was two different parts in the movie. It was like when they went to Texas and like landed the helicopter. Right. And then like at the front where there was like a fountain. Right. That. Right, um, right, right. That house. Okay, yeah. you shot there as well? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like cool. Simi Valley. That's where I got married. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So I was like watching the movie. I was like, that's where we took our photos, right where that helicopter <laughs> landed. I remember when you ended up, I remember the, I want to say it might even be the first, you and I were friends before before you like ended up in the Us Weekly. Oh, way before, world. yeah. And I remember- so It was like pre-John Mayer days. <laughs> right. And I remember when that happened, I remember us having a conversation. And, yeah. And, but again, that was Us Weekly. Yeah. Can you imagine today? It was it was on Perez Hilton, I remember. He literally sure. drew like cum, like jizzing right. out of my mouth. <laughs> he did my podcast. He was always a good draw. He was always a good artist, that Perez I know. Yeah, he did my know. podcast last year, and I was like, I just got to show you something from the archive. I was like, right. do you remember this? Right. Uh, it's crazy. You know, you wonder too, like how, because I'm sure he's not a, bad guy. I no, mean, I don't know. No, he was I don't a know. sweetheart. What I think if he feels bad at all. He absolutely does. And that I, I actually, this is one of the over hundred interviews I've done that I still feel a little bad. And I apologize to him after someone had commented. They're like, Sheena, you can't have someone on your show. And then like attack them. I was like, first of all, I didn't attack him, but I did. You're allowed to ask questions. I, I mean, did bring up something he did in 2007 with Britney Spears and Orlando Bloom and selling so these you t-shirts. Said, hey, did you think that it was a little yeah, out of line? I to, called him out. What, what did he do exactly he like started selling shirts that i forget exactly what it was but it was basically like something about like britney needs to die or like it was like something it was very (laughs) negative right right. yeah you think yeah like i I don't remember exactly what it was but when i told my best friend ariana that he was going to be on my show she's like can you please ask him about About this for me and i was like oh i don't even remember him doing that i mean he was very remorseful and felt really bad and you know now he's he's a dad and he's well that's what i was going to say now he's a dad because you know I, i i can remember he would like be hard on people's kids oh yeah and i think when you then have a kid you go wow that yeah. would be really hurtful if somebody did that to me, you know? Yeah. So 
I've heard from people that like he's actually really cool. Yeah, he was awesome. Oh, this is so nostalgic thinking of Hollywood back in the yeah, I, May, it's the late back 2000s. in the day, but it really was just pre-social media. It was. That's it. I mean, I think when I graduated college, I think I had a trio. I didn't even have a BlackBerry yet. Right, and even the cameras on that were oh a terrible. Joke. Yeah, you it's know, not like you could we, zoom it now. What we do now, it's absurd. We I mean, filmed the reunion. Wide-angle lens, yeah. You yeah. could shoot a movie we did. We, on the uh, iPhone 11. Yeah, we literally just filmed the reunion on our iPhones. They sent over this, like, huge, like, 70-inch television screen with all of these, like, GoPro-looking like things, but the main camera was the iPhone. Right. Crazy. And the quality is yeah, so good. It's you got three different lenses. It's it's crazy. Yeah. If you, if you got a, a picture on whatever crappy phone it was like you look back at that picture now you're like wait who is that i yeah. think that's my me and my friend right you know so um yeah you couldn't get that shot in the club yeah of whoever you were trying to get you know no um so yeah i think it's got i mean i don't go out like that anymore but it's got to be different i i don't really you gotta be either, guarded right but so, like occasionally there will be a birthday or something that like i'll have to go to hide for right but it's well, just, Hyde's probably, in my opinion, uh, whatever, probably the lesser of the evils. Yes. If I were going to go anywhere, it would probably be Hyde. Nightingale? like A little aggressive. Ooh, Nightingale's little I was so glad. We uh, filmed there this past summer, and I was so glad that I had a procedure. I froze my eggs, and my procedure was the day before. And I had a call time at Nightingale the next day, and I had just, I fell. I had a bird accident. But, but, but when you say you had a call time at Nightingale, yeah. so like they're going to shoot in the club. Yes. Yeah, so they like, were so everybody in the club. is hanging normal, but like there's you guys are yeah. filming. See, wow. like the same as like the hills would do back in the right, day. Like right, they right. do. I can remember being there. Like okay, yeah. let me try to stay out of the background. Of the- <laughs> yeah, but it was with all Which of I the. I love the hills. I don't right. know. I want to be in this. No, episode. same. Right. I remember being at Ledoux one night and like Frankie like grabbed a bottle of Grey Goose and like smashed it over someone's head and it was like all the cameras, <laughs> all that. But like now, I mean, I'm 35 years old. Right. Even last summer, like everyone who was going to the club that night was all the new people like the 24, 25-year-olds, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. But I get it's my it, job. But you'll do it for, yeah, listen, I, I, look, I, I, as a general rule, don't do it, but yeah. yeah, there's certain events or things that happen where you could end up at a place, you know? Well, I was able to get a doctor's note, and I literally had my doctor speak to my producer and was like, she she, she cannot can't, do like, this no, and I was like, oh, thank God. That's so a veteran move. That's a veteran move. Yeah. Okay, that was a fun throwback. Yeah. Trip down memory lane. Oh, yeah. So tell me about Action Park Media. How did it get started? How many shows are you guys doing? Okay. Is it just podcasts? Well, so I, 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 it's an idea that I had been sort of sitting on mm-hmm. for a while. I've really bad insomnia, so I, I discovered the podcast and it would help me sleep. Yeah. It would just like kind of relax me. It wasn't because watching TV is like the bright light, right. <laughs> light in your face keeping you awake. So I started listening to the podcast and I got into it. But from a business standpoint, it creates intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if, you know, somebody comes in and does a, a, a podcast about babysitting. I, I don't know why I'm saying babysitting. <laughs> that was the first thing. Maybe because we were talking about Jerry right. and his baby. And it's, it becomes a huge hit, and then it becomes a TV show, and then you own a piece of it. So it's a good way to develop property for TV yeah. shows, movie ideas, whatever it is. So that was the initial idea. And, uh, you know, I, right now we have about seven or eight. And of course, not as from anybody, Cry Me River, we all got hit by the, the COVID thing. Yeah. But we launched on January 8th. Okay. Our, most of our shows. And then, you know, by March, whatever, the world was over. And one of the things, I don't know if you've seen this with the podcast world, but the data, as if I'm <laughs> some expert, <laughs> people listen to podcasts as part of their routine. Yeah. Whether it's the morning drive or you go to the gym. It's, it's part of, you know, this is my time. I'm in the car. I want to listen yep. to this on the way there, on the way to work, and this on the way home. And now that everybody's routines are so jumbled, they think that people are home, they're listening to podcasts, but they're not as much. They're not listening as much because everybody's very out of sorts. Yeah, that's actually a good point. It makes sense. Yeah. See, I didn't think of it that way because with like my YouTube, that's obviously visual. So that's like fun Different. to watch. Right. But with my podcast, I'm like, I need to like, I was thinking about doing two episodes a week. So I'm like, I need to like put more content out to entertain people. But I just stuck to the normal once a week. But right. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a routine thing. And I think people feel like they're not in their routine and ad dollars are down because everybody's nervous. Uh But kind of like Coachella, (laughs) everybody's looking to that October, November, December as where we'll all be. Well, I mean, but I think from a podcast standpoint, 
that will be that will be back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And then the idea is to, you know, ultimately produce TV shows. But honestly, I'm having so much fun with the pod. With the, yeah. I, it's, I've, ironically, I don't have a podcast. <laughs> I don't even have a podcast. I have, the, you know, the network. But it's it's fun to kind of, you know, help curate the shows and try to make something work. And, you know, we have a few that we've started with nothing and are slowly building. And we've had some people that have come in and gone viral. It, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm also a huge true crime. Are, do you listen, are you a podcast fan? So I started this past year listening more. The first year I did podcasts, I hadn't listened to any really at all. I would listen to an episode if I was going on someone else's just right, to kind of right, see right. their so vibe. Right, know what they're talking about, right. But now, especially living in Palm Springs, that's like what I look forward to is my drives back and forth. There you go. That's exactly yeah, what it is. Because I love listening to music. So when I'm driving, I want to listen to music. But but, Me too. I don't listen to podcasts in the car, but it's people do. Yeah. Like it's like a huge thing. Yeah. So I, I, I me started, too. I like to listen to music. When yeah. I, like I was filming in Burbank and then I was driving out to Palm Springs and it was like 5 p.m. on a normal work day. Ew. So it was like a four hour drive. And Yikes. I'm like, yeah. okay, I could listen to the same playlist I listen to every day. Coachella or- 2019 playlist, <laughs> or I could listen to a podcast. So I asked Ariana, I was like, I'm actually curious to see what like Vanderpump Rules podcasts are like, because there are so many fan podcasts out there. And I just wanted to see the feedback. So I was like, what are some of the ones you listen to? And so now I'm obsessed with everything iconic with Danny Pellegrino. Okay. Because he talks about our show. He does recaps, but then it's just like pop culture in general. And he does a lot of reality TV, but he's so entertaining just by himself. And maybe it's because it's my show he's recapping and like, I know the people he's talking about right but i started listening to that one and then there's the sex but you like it when it pops up you want to hear it yeah when you see that you get that notification that there's a new episode yeah yeah you look forward to it which is why what i was telling you about i mean i have my few podcasts that i love and i count on them Uh uh-huh for a new episode on wednesday or thursday or whenever it is and when they just like randomly disappear for a month it bothers me. It yeah. bothers me. I need them. And know? it bothered me last week right. that I didn't have a new episode. I think one is, I think you're okay. You've been super, super consistent. consistent. I was very impressed with uh, your you. your rundown of, because uh, it, it really is all about consistency because yeah. your fans depend on that kind of thing. Totally. I, I, but I'm a huge true crime. Have you gotten into the true crime part? No, I haven't, but it's I so love fun. crime shows. Yeah, I mean, and true crime, uh, you know, the, the crime junkie is a yeah. good one. It's like two girls, and, and it's funny, they don't really... I don't know. They just talk about the case, uh-huh. you know, but I don't know. There's something about their voices that are soothing and, I, yeah. you know, I don't know, but it's my favorite genre. And I that's guess the thing, you too. Say. You have to like the voice you're listening to. So everyone who listens to my podcast, thank you because right. I hate my voice and right. I think it's so annoying. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say the voice is pretty you know? <laughs> important on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And it depends. Like, like I said, I don't listen to it in the car. So I listen to podcasts to unwind. So I like the right. soft-spoken that's why I like my Calm app. Tamara Calm app? on the okay. Calm app. That's what I, like, when I need to unwind before bed, I'll listen they to They must be that. crushing it she during this pandemic. the most soothing voice. And right. I'm like, in one, two, three. But, I mean, everybody's, right? That's like yeah. keeping people sane. That, totally. That, 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 that would have been a good stock to jump on. That and Zoom. Oh, my God, right? Can you imagine? Zoom. That guy, you know, whatever. It's not his fault. Yeah. That he made billions of dollars <laughs> at the, you know, everybody else's misery. But Yeah. But yeah. literally, this, like, thank you so much. This could not oh, have come at pleasure. a better time. When Jessica Hall last week had asked if I would come and do her show, she's like, yeah, with Kevin. I was like, oh, like, we'll be on the show together. And she's like, no, this company i was like wait what because podcast one and i just parted ways literally this week and so i was like does he still have the same phone number i was like i haven't talked to him since last year (laughs) yeah and it just it couldn't have come at a better time and also too in like that first conversation i got off the phone with you and i was like wow this girl knows what she's talking about yeah a lot of times people you ask them and they have to get back to you on these answers and you had it all. Yeah. And we were still on the phone uh-huh. and you were I was like, you I'll fired, send it to you right now. You I were got fired this. on data <laughs> sheets and all kinds of stuff, which is helpful. Yeah. Knowing, you know, trying to sell your podcast, right? You know, because it's, it's all brands. We talked a little bit about this over, but how do you feel about the live reads and, and the, the ad part of it? Honestly, all I've done are live reads. So that's kind of all I know. There's been... Maybe two or three episodes where I've taken a break. One of them was more recently, and it was my highest 
ever listened to podcasts, but it was a two-hour one. I had all of the men from the Shaws of Sunset on Bravo oh, on one. one episode. Right. And we vlogged it. We, like, made, like, a makeshift studio in my living room. We had the Zoom call. We had all of them on, like, the 70-inch screen. Right. And in between each one, I'm like, I can't seamlessly transition while doing a Zoom. So I'm like, all right, and we'll be right back with Mike after the break. And then Nima. And right. it worked out so well. And I mean... It was like 120,000 like raw downloads, but then that one got up to like over like 200,000. Like it was crazy. So that was when I took breaks on, but not for um, for ads. Do you find it stressful trying to get guests or? No, actually. I think in the first year, I felt a lot of pressure to make sure I had the right guest. I interviewed them. I listened. I made sure that we hit A, B, and C. And then the more I got used to doing it, I realized, like, I mean, right now, like, I have all of these notes, but I've barely looked at them because we're just just having a great conversation. So I always like to be really prepared. It's good to have a map to go back to. Yeah. In the event it hits a snag or it slows down, you could look down and go, okay. Totally. But I really learned that I did have a fan base who actually just liked listening to me when it was last March, I went to Australia. And when I was out there, I had a huge press trip that I did. And there was one thing I said about Brandy Glanville, maybe coming back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I was like, oh my God, she's reality TV gold. Like, yeah, I'm so excited for her to come back. But that really hurt some people's feelings on the show who I'm close to. And I- Is she a villain of the show? Brandy Grant. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But she, I mean, she's very entertaining. Like, I mean, she's good TV. You know, she's that no train wreck you that it, you want to watch. No matter how you cut it, she's yeah, good TV. But yeah. the things that I said, like, I know, like, Lisa was a little upset because she felt like I was siding with Brandy over her. And, like, one of the reasons they had a falling out was because Lisa sided with me over Brandy. Oh, and then it yikes. just, all of this, like, <laughs> old drama. And so, and then. Brand- Faye Resnick designed my house, but she's not on that show. She, she pops in and out. Oh, she yeah. does. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, because she's friends with uh, Kyle, I think. Right, yeah, they're they're like besties. Yeah, so after this trip, I then saw some things that Brandy tweeted, like, about me. And I'm like, I was just, like, kind of having your back. And then you're going to go and say shit about me? Like, I thought we were cool. So I decided to take a play on her book called Drinking and Tweeting and do a drinking and podcasting episode. And it was just me and my old friend, not friends anymore, Janet, who we just sat on my couch. We got drunk. We smoked weed and we just shot the shit and people loved it. And that had higher listens than a lot of my interviews. So I was like, oh, okay. People actually just want to hear what I have to say. Well, that's the other thing too. You're, you know, you want a good guest, but at the end of the day, your viewers are tuning in to see you. Yeah. I mean, like I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. Obviously everybody loves Joe Rogan. Yeah, I like his guests, but I'm listening for Joe Rogan. Totally. Right? So that really is, it's true. Yeah. And and you have to make it that way. Mm -hmm. You have to be the star of your show. You can't be guest dependent. Yeah. If you don't have a guest, you should be able to knock out 30 minutes, 35 minutes, just like talking about whatever it is. Yeah. One of the things I think I learned in my first year podcasting too, because I was trying to, I'm very much a planner. I like everything to be perfect as much as possible. I'm trying to be better about that now, but I would have a guest on and I'm asking them a question and they're answering it, but I wasn't necessarily fully listening because I was thinking of what's my next question. I need to make sure I get the next question. And then when I would listen- While they're answering, you're like scrolling around. Yeah. I would listen back to my show and they said something like two minutes before I asked and I was like oh my god I went and then people were like commenting like I think my podcast because I think I have a lot of hate listeners as like two and a half stars I know I'm good at what I do but people like I was reading the comments and they're like listen to your guests you never let them finish and I'm like okay but also like I'm gonna try and be better about that but also it's my show correct so I'm going to talk about myself and if there's or something whenever you, you want to talk you talk yeah. and that's it yeah and if there's something that I can relate to that you say I'm going I'm not just gonna sit here and be quiet and not interact and not have that conversation because I'm like, I just need to let my guests talk. So the more that I've done it, I've now done like 120 shows. I sometimes just have a girlfriend of mine on or just me and my boyfriend or my little sister. And I just, I like to have fun with it. Yeah. And also too, like you said, that the other thing that I see happen with people is Oh yeah, I can do a podcast. I get people. There's a learning curve. Yeah. You could have a great personality, a great voice, a lot to say. 
it takes a second to get your footing. I mean, you're not used to interviewing guests. Yeah, you have to learn how yeah. to do that. You get better at that. You know, I'm you used to become being Howard Stern. Yeah, you don't become <laughs> Howard Stern right away. You you got to learn how to do it. Right. I think people underestimate how difficult mm-hmm. it can be to to have a successful podcast. A lot yeah. of work. And then especially with like live reads when we're having a conversation about your movie that just came out, but I have to transition into Pretty Litter and to tell you about my cat. So it's like finding the ways to do that. I think I've gotten pretty good at. There'll be like keywords that you say, like, hold on. Okay, speaking of that, like- it's funny you should mention cats. Right, right. Yeah. You know, as somebody that's on the business side of the podcast, I can tell you this, which obviously you know. Yeah. They love that. Yeah. If you really lean into your ads and they go, wow. She really likes our she likes our product and, yeah. you, and you can convey that feeling to them. Nope, they're coming back. Yeah, and they're I'm coming back. It makes sense. They're paying your bills. Be nice to them. Exactly. Some of these ad reads I hear make me almost uncomfortable. Uh-huh. It's like, well, don't do it. Yeah. Because I, I I don't know. It didn't sound great. If I were the head of that company, I'd be like, yo, are you kidding? Yeah. We'll run another spend another dollar on that, you know? Some good podcasts too, where people Totally. Ooh, finicky with those live reads. I felt like I needed to start being a little pickier with my ads too, not just taking anything because it was right. money. Right. Because I'm like, okay, I remember specifically I had Lance Bass and his husband on and that was one of the episodes I had like, I have four live reads and one of them was like about deodorant and the specific words that I needed to use, you know, like, oh, smelly or something. I'm like, oh, this right. is so awkward. But right. I just like, I got through it and like, it was like, I felt like one of my best episodes because I was like, wow, I crushed that. Right, you, Somehow you like <laughs> rolled through it, you yeah. navigated through it. People care about, they have opinions mm-hmm. about what they want to line up with yeah. in terms of brands. You know, it's it's important. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's like if it's, there was one um, for uh, Torrid, it's like a plus size shopping store. And I was like, okay, but I'm I'm a size zero. So how am I going to sell this? But I was like, you know what? Let me relate it to someone else I know. And I was like, you know, back in high school, I was a cheerleader. I was the flyer. But one of my friends who was a little curvier was the base. And we would love to go to the mall and go shopping after. And I like told an old story about how I would go to Charlotte Russe and she would go to Torrid. And, you know, I was like, my mom or whatever. Like, and I just was able to relate it. So I'm like, I can still sell this, even though it's not about me specifically. Right. But I'm relating it to an old story or something that is going to get people interested. As long as you're having fun yeah. with it. And like you said, like you're having fun with your podcast. And if you want to do videos and sing, like do it. Whatever. Yeah. And that's, no, that's the thing is I never let what people say like. Well, you, if you let what people say <laughs> get in your way, oh, like just in done. general, well, yeah. everybody, we'd, we'd all be in the closet, like hiding under a blanket. Yeah. You know? It's funny because the only negative comments on all of my YouTube videos is my music video. Like, oh my God, who's telling this like, girl who she can do sing? Who you think you so, are like, making a music video? You can do whatever I, you want, right? But I'm Especially like- Especially now. If you had the opportunity to make a music video and look that hot, right. like, you wouldn't do it? <laughs> right. Like, we and if a, I want to add some backup dancers, yeah. mind your fucking business. Yeah, by, by the way. But then it was like, the backup the dancers haters, aren't in sync. And this, strangely, like, oh, the haters God. pay the bills. Yeah. I, crazy as it is. And- it took me a second to not get offended by some social media stuff. At first, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I would literally, like, and now you go, you whatever, you let it roll off your shoulders. But at first, it feels super personal. Oh, totally. I used to block everyone. If you said one bad thing. Yep. And then Without I realized, even I'm like. thinking about it. Yeah. Done. Block it. Done. Yeah. And now I'm like. Because it's like, yo, if you hate me so bad, stop. What, right? what are you doing? Right, leave me alone. But boom, I was a big blocker too. Now I just don't. Now I don't care. It's like now I actually like I feel bad that you feel the need to come and comment on. I'm a stranger to you. You watch me on a television show. You don't know me personally. You don't know anything about my life. You're judging me on an edit. And like, what is wrong in your life that you feel okay doing this? Like that makes me sad for you. You know what? It's it also too. I think there's such an anonymity. You could say whatever you want. I I. I'm a big believer, obviously, in free speech. I just think you should have to put a face to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to get on, well, if I want to get on your page and yeah. tell you you suck and you shouldn't be doing this and that, I shouldn't be able to hide behind a fake avatar yeah. and like a fake account. Say what you got to say, show yourself. Yeah. And I told people, I said, I dare you to come to Sir. I work every Wednesday. Come say it to my face. I'll buy you a drink. Right. Has anyone ever insulted me to my face? Of course not. Of course not. No, because they're just hiding behind the little egg photo. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I think that's one thing that social media could do. Yeah. Say whatever you want. You got to be you. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
Yeah. Like a driver's license. Like, here's your online identity. No fake accounts. Yeah. So. And the worst is. I mean, that'll never happen. No, of course not. But it's like when it's a mother with like a Bible quote in their profile. Really, lady? (laughs) So if their profile's public, my favorite thing to do is to find a picture of their kids, comment on it, and to just say, I will pray for your kids that no one cyber bullies them like you're doing to me. How about you think about that? Like, do you want someone saying these things to your child? It's also funny, too. Like when somebody says something and you go and you look at their page like the other day somebody was like i hate your air force one he's like ripping my sneakers i'm like whatever i don't give a shit but i click on the guys and he's like wearing an orange skin tight orange tank top and he's got no business wearing anything (laughs) skin tight and I, i i said to him like privately i said dude whatever you don't like my shoes but you're wearing an orange. T- you you you're you have the worst avatar on Instagram. You have no business talking about right? my shoes with your orange tank top. Take a look at your yeah. fucking Instagram page. You know. Yeah. Um. But usually, when you like you said, when you connect with people, they back mm-hmm. right down. Use the DM and be like, "Yo, hey man, well, well, you know, you say that, and that's how. Oh, hey man, I'm a big fan of the show. It's like, yeah. all right, well, five seconds ago you were." telling me they just want attention right and i used to give it to them i would feed into that where one day someone because it can be fun too yeah oh (laughs) like my clapbacks on twitter like oh i i will i will do those until twitter is not a thing anymore because i love putting people in their place when they're wrong and i'm funny and people laugh and they like it but what i realized was i was only responding to the negative ones that's the thing and that's the thing where it's like what about all of your fans you're not going to acknowledge us you're just going to and i'm like oh my god that's such a good point it's a, it's so a very, very, very I even it out point. now, and I'm like, I try and favorite everything just because at least I'm acknowledging, acknowledging that, that I see you. Yep. Like, I can't respond to everything. Of course, but well, a like, that's why that like button is there. You know? Yeah. Also, too, if somebody like on Instagram, if somebody sends me a DM, whether it's a guy that's an entourage fan, and I believe that they're genuine, I always respond. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, thanks for the kind words. Appreciate that. Totally. You know? you know when people are being sincere. And if somebody's being sincere, I try to make it. Right, you can't do it for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, when sometimes you got some time to kill. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it is a great idea that you had to not, because it's true. Yeah. You can't give all, all your, so to get your attention, I got to say something nasty to you. Yeah. I can tell you how hot you are and how great you are and you ignore me. But right. if I say something nasty, you'll respond. Yeah. Right? It encourages that behavior. Yeah. So one of the other things I've been doing recently, there's this app called Community. Have you heard of it? No. So it's where- you- I need another app like I need a hole in there. Okay. <laughs> so it's um it's texting. So instead of just giving out my actual phone number or- then they can text me on this number. It goes to my community app, but it's oh, like wow. my DMs, I'm at 99 plus for the last 10 years. Right. I'm not going to see all these. I'm not going to sort through them, but so I do. So somebody can text you. Yeah. So, so it's not your private number, but somebody can text no, you. No, but it That's does go idea. directly to me. Right. So for those of you listening. It's just a filter. It's kind of a filter. Yeah. So if you do want to text me, my number is 310-299-9324. It so really when you join me. the app, you get a new, they give you a number. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the, you get to pick your area code. Wow. They give you a phone number. And then I post that number all the time. I shout it out on my podcast. It's on my YouTube. And, and people you don't really believe will it. get it. Yeah. You so really it's like all of these messages have come through today. Well, yeah. If I was sitting there, I'd be like, well, that's not her real number. Yeah. But it is. But I'm like, it's and, getting to you. I'm like, no, you it's can not my tell. real number that my boyfriend calls me right. on, but it comes to me on my phone just yeah, in a different way. But I'm going to see these messages before More I'm going to so. go into my Correct. extra DMs. I'm sure that extra DMs are. Just ridiculous, right? But I will say I'm glad that one day I did check them because my boyfriend, current boyfriend, slid in the DMs. Back in the day. Yeah. So I (laughs) I met him at a party, didn't exchange numbers. And then the next morning, my friend was like, check your DMs. There's a cute pic of us from last night. And then I see one right above it. And I was like, who's this? And I open it and it was him. There he is. So the very rare times I've checked it have been good. There you go. But I do have my community app. I've also been doing weekly huddles where 10 fans get a pay. I think it's like 20 or $30. All of the money goes to a COVID relief. And it's a, it's a one hour um, interaction on like, it's like a zoom right. where we can either have a topic or I just kind of like go in order. And I'm like, if you have a question, like I'll spill some tea. I ask them to please not record it in case I do spill tea. So I don't right, get in trouble. Right, right, right. But I have one tomorrow. 
tomorrow and we actually started a group chat on Instagram. So the 12 people who have been... Well, that's what I was going to say. With your fake number, can you do group texts? Not group chats on the number. On the number. But... On, like, Instagram, we started a DM group. Right, right, right. And so... Uh, People drag me into those things, and I I, I hate it, because it's yeah. usually strangers. Oh, totally. Those ones, I don't like, why join. am I in this? Yeah, but this one, it's like, I've gotten to know these people... I talk to them every week. There's sometimes, like, because now I have, like, my main group. But when there's, like, an open spot, I think I have three open spots left today for tomorrow's huddle. And they, um, one of the guys in the huddle started it. And then he'll add, like, the new people. And it's just a way that they can all keep in touch with each other. I can chime in when I want. But I've noticed with some of the people who have joined in, there are things that we've talked about that are really genuinely helping them. Like, right. Tomorrow we're gonna focus on anxiety because yeah, that's we, we, the first thing you said when you asked me about COVID and yeah. quarantine. It's like yeah, it's a high anxiety. Like people don't know how to vent it. Yeah, and, you know, making people comfortable talking about it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the positive things. I think people are okay talking about anxiety and depression and like the stress of quarantine. Yeah, right? what's gonna happen? But I feel like a lot of people don't feel safe talking about those topics and they think like, oh, they're easing into it. Yeah. And so like by me just opening up in the group chat, literally every single person was like, wait, you, me too, me too, me too. And then one girl just, um, Alexandra celebrated two and a half years sober. And then another girl, Lindsay was like, I'm five years sober. And it was like, there are just so many things. And now they've connected through me, but now they can keep in touch. And it's just like, it's the coolest thing. So I'm doing those every week. 100% 100% of the money all goes to charity. Good for you. And thank you. So that's just like another way that I try and just keep in touch, give back. It's important. Yeah. It's important to be in touch. And and like you said, uh, about the liking, the Twitter things, That th- I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you don't have time to sit and respond and yeah. tweet and blow up everybody's timeline with your responses. Yeah. But it's like, hey, I see you. Totally. Thank you. You know? Or like when I've been asked and about- And they like, know, yeah, obviously, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Especially when I've been asked about my egg freezing journey. When I'm going through that process, I've done it twice, I'm doing it once more. I will check my random DMs because there have been hundreds of women People who reach out, out yeah. asking questions, just being like, oh my God, me too. And that's one thing that- we filmed on the show this season. You didn't really see much of it. So that's another thing where, you know, in these huddles, it's like I can make one just focused on that. So women feel comfortable asking all of the questions. I'm such an open book, which gets me in trouble a lot of times right. because I say too much. Right. But I just love to give back as much as I can. So again, you guys, text me on my community app. It's 310-299-9324. I will be posting huddles every week. And I went viral on TikTok this week. I just want to say I'm at like 5.3 million views. Wow, insane! I'm like, fuck you, Instagram. I mean, I'm a TikToker. I can't even. I can't even <laughs> wrap my head around TikTok. I'm still. Yeah. I guess that's that's what the kids are it's, doing. It's the new thing, and but I thought it, I was too dancing? old for it. Is it just people just dancing? No, Isn't it's it? not. So why is everybody look, dancing on TikTok? That's like the thing. It's like you. Someone makes up a dance, and then you copy it, and that's right. become like a trending thing. But this but outside one, of dancing, oh my god, it? 5.8. 5.8. Holy shit. And what are you doing? So look. But you're dancing. Oops, wait. Sorry. But I you're dancing. It. No, no, I wasn't. I was I was dancing just in that part because of the song. Right. But this was a little painting project. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it. See? Yeah. So it's like so we're it's still doing something creative. Ooh, by the way. Yeah. Making art in cool, the garage. Right? I like it. Yeah. Yeah, we did garage art. So that's cool. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, But uh, what other projects are you working on right now? And tell everyone where they can find you. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Action Park at Action Park Media Group is the company Mm -hmm. here. And I'm at... Mr. Kevin Connolly, because wait, that's all so the funny Kevin because that's how I introduced you. Mr. And I- <laughs> all the Kevin Connolly people are like, oh, Mr. I'm like, well, yeah. By the time I joined Instagram, I was very late to the game. All the Kevin Connollys yeah. were taking there. The fucking five thousand <laughs> Kevin Connollys on Instagram, but um, yeah, man, we're cranking out content here, and you know, we're gonna take a few things, sell a few TV shows, and it's now just the waiting game. Like yeah, everybody else, we got to get back to. Whatever. I hate, I hate the expression, the new normal, but, you know, uh, we just truth, have to yeah. see what that looks like. So, Well, thank you for being my first thank guest you. here at Action Park. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> so excited be to be here. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Miss me, kiss me one more time Get over here, boy, I'ma make you mine yeah. Do you want it? 